0: Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Dr. Shalana Bell. I find it a pleasure today to share with you the Word of God in this teaching on faith. And as we are dealing in this uncertain times when it comes to the global pandemic, so well as economy globally that has been affected, and even our health systems and even our religious sector and even the different areas areas of, of our um, existence as humanity we are dealing with so much of whys we are dealing with also so much of what is next we are pondering night and day on what is god's plan and his divine order in this time to bring order in the midst of chaos but today i want to bring you to the scripture where we're still dealing on faith that a lot of people sense a level of unworthiness when it comes to faith. They, they have faith, but they they feel like they're not worthy to access the things of God, miracles, signs, and wonders, because within themselves they don't feel um, they are worthy to receive these blessings, divine Instruction so well as God's intervention in the midst of their lack limit, so well as situation. But it comes to the scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians 5, 2nd Corinthians 5, verse 17. And like I said, I, I want to talk about that in your perspective of you're not worthy or you don't have a sense of worthiness uh, and you feel unworthy to, to, to really allow God to move on, behalf, on your behalf or even move into your situation and you have now eliminated the enemies of faith but you still feel within yourself that you are not holy enough, righteous enough, worthy enough for God to intervene. But the Bible say in 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. He said, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 18. Now, all things are of God where, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them or imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, now then we are ambassadors of Christ as through God or as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, dear friend, dear brother, dear sister, the moment you accepted Christ in your life, you have developed into a new person. Salvation cannot be given from man to man. But discipleship can be imparted from man to man. Christ is the Savior, but we are therefore to make disciples. All right. So part of finding your worthiness and acceptance in Christ was to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. But when we are dealing with a psychological uh, war or battle within the mind, we are dealing with these different factors that we are not worthy or have no uh, we have a lack of knowledge when it comes to hearing the word of god some is looking at the educational level levels or even language barriers that limits them from not understanding the the greater perspective or revelation of the word of faith but now it comes to this i almost want to say Uh, Conclusion of this level of or sense of unworthiness is that when God made you a new person, he has wiped away the old and made you worthy to become new. Also, you need to understand in spite of your shortcomings in faith and even your struggle in faith, God uses that struggle, uses that. Limitations to the advantage of his glory. For the example the Bible say have faith the size of a mustard seed. He could have said you got to have faith the size of a rock. He could have said you got to have faith the size of a mountain to move the mountains. But God said the little bit of uh, uh, faith that you have will have so much of impact into your destiny, your miracle, your assignment, and your blessing, that the glory cannot be outweighed or weighed by what you have. But you cannot say one and one is two. No, God said when you say one, he's going to multiply that one with a thousand. So the outcome of one seed Will be a multiplication of thousand a thousand harvest. But if you look at the mythology, the methods, or the add up to it, you really see it cannot be added to one another because one plus one is two, but in the mind of God, one plus one is three. It cannot be defined by numerology or mathematical structures or systems because God wants you to find yourself in a sense of unworthiness to a level of if it's not for the hand of God that came upon my life, I would have never made it and I would have never seen the ability and the grace poured out over my faith, over my life, over my family, over my ministry, over my business over my need and over my lack. So now we need to understand that the problem is not within the faith. The problem is not in the word of God, but the problem is in the mind of man. The moment Christ said that you need to have the mind of him, because Christ knew that in order to feed 5,000 people, you cannot have the mind of human beings. Because human beings are going to look at, they're going to get all the logical things in place in order to feed the people and the systems. But in the mind of Christ, he looked at the limitation that was in the midst of all of them. Number one, there was a limit of food supply. Number two, there was a limit of what we call a a, even a distance towards where the food was and where they were basically uh, uh, located. So what happened, there was not enough time to go and get enough sheep or goats or, or, or whatever to be slaughtered in order for them to prepare a meal. But what was in the limitation of that moment was the opportunity for creative ability in faith. So let me break it down. There was only five loaves of bread and two fishes. Even the lunch that was in the midst of Jesus was limited psychologically and also in the natural. Because it's impossible up till today to take five loaves of bread, two fishes and feed 5,000 people without even the children and the woman. Alright. But when we put on the mind of Christ, it's when we look at our limitations in faith. And see the opportunity as a level of worthiness to give God the glory in order to see the miracle being displaced, displayed within the limitation of the, of the minute of the hour. So the limitation was not only there was no food. The limitation was not only because there was only five loaves of bread or two, or two fishes. No, but the limitation was the level of their thinking. The level of your thinking in your faith has a major plan, has a major, let me use this word, has a major plan in order to distract you or to bless you. Because when you have a level of limitation, you can look at your limitation as an opportunity for harvest and breakthrough, or you can look at your limitation as a level of defeat and a level of stagnation. But, in the midst of the level of limitation, Jesus had the mind of God and the mind of Christ inside of him. so he looked at the five loaves of bread, he looked at the two fishes, and he allowed that opportunity not to limit his thinking but allowed his faith to determine his level of thinking. So dear brother and sister, in this Today I'm giving you a sword because I don't want to bomb you with too much of info today because I want you to grab this thing that the greatest battle in the level of your breakthrough is not only determined on the, uh, 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 let me say this, you are not really uh, limited by what you see because many things we see but many things we don't perceive. There's a difference. Many times we see things in our natural eyes, but we do not capture it with our spiritual eyes. Because in the natural eyes, you look at the thing as sickness. But in the spiritual eye, if you capture it, you will see it as a level of breakthrough and healing. It's the same when you look at the level of lack in your life. You look at the level of lack, you say there's nothing in your house. But because you feel like your mind is telling you that you are not worthy to access the things of God, the hands of God, the provision of God, the blessings of God. And because you are living in a sinful world, dealing with sinful natures and sinful uh, acts, and maybe sometimes even committing sin, you feel like you are not worthy to to, to really uh, uh, embrace the throne of God. But there's something that I got to tell you today. We call it. The grace of God, the grace of God is the unmerited favor, is the ability of God to look beyond your faults. Even what we use the word mercy, because the mercies of God is greater than anything that you were supposed to be judged for. But God's mercy looked over your judgment and gave you the grace of God in order for you to access things that you were never even worthy of to receive. Today, dear brother, dear sister, I want to bring you to another scripture. In the book of this is so profound. 2nd Corinthians 5. Well, let me give you another one. Let's go to uh let's go to the book of Acts 10. Let me give you Acts 10. In the book of Acts 10, verse 31. Acts 10, verse 31. And from 31, we're going to read to 34. And, and Cornelius. Okay, let me read from the beginning. It says, Cornelius, your prayer has heard, has been heard, and your arms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. Verse 33. So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now therefore, we are all present before God to hear all things commanded commanded you by God. Alright, let's let, let's hold on that thought quickly. Verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God sows. No partality. However you want to use that word. And even God sows. Uh, God sows. Uh, let me use that word correctly. Because in verse 30. Let me, let me give you first. This verse in, in 34 again. Then Peter opened his mouth. And said. In truth I perceive. That's the part that I wanted to emphasize on. Because now we see that. God, and then it says God sows no favoritism. Alright. So many times. This scripture is basically telling us that God has no favorite children. Sometimes you feel like you're not worthy because you're not God's favorite. Or you're not in the, uh, maybe you are just the black sheep or something like that. But here we see that even Cornelius that that have prayed and Simon, the tanner that came, uh, 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 there was people thinking that there's some type of favoritism in the sight of God. But now Peter opened his mouth and he, and, he's, and he's telling them, listen, I'm trying to let you see something that God is not a person that looks at the outer. God don't even has a favorite. The moment you act in faith is when you please God, but still you are not at the level where you are, like some people say, I am God's favorite. Biblical, that is incorrect. Here we see that your unworthiness, that you feel like you're not worthy, of accessing the the throne of God, you are not even uh, 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 worthy to, to come and worship and even receive the word of God and receive the blessing of God. God said, listen, I look beyond all that Because the main thing I want you to do is is to renew your mind that you are my new beginning. You are a new creature. You have shortcomings. I do know that. But the reality is my righteousness in you is what will prevail. And that is what is important today. That you need to understand. Don't try to measure yourself up with another person. Don't, Don't try to compete with another person. Compete with yourself. Become a better you in faith. Become a greater disciple in faith in yourself through Christ Jesus. And that is what I want to bring us across today. In this, uh, 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 this. a lot of people have a sense of unworthiness because they have a lack of self esteem, they have a lack of knowledge, they have a lack of perception. They have a lack of understanding. They have a lack of even being able to embrace what was supposed to be negative to become positive. That's why you have some people in faith, they are victorious, but they're still speaking about defeat. There are some people that are even in a place of, of, of ruling and reigning, but they're still looking like somebody that are down in the gutters of life. It's time. To shift. Shifting. Happens. The moment. You understand who you are in Christ. You are the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. So dear brother dear sister. We all have shortcomings. But the renewing of our understanding. In faith. And by faith. We walk. And by faith we overcome. And through faith. We are still standing. So today. As you build your faith, also allow your faith to build your confidence. And when your faith builds your confidence, the word of God that you study and meditate on becomes a consistency of success in victory through faith in overcoming challenges, obstacles, potholes that is in front of you. By the grace of God, by the word of God, and by your walk in faith. The just live by faith, move by faith, think by faith, eat by faith, make a decision by faith, overcome mountains by faith, look at limitations through faith, and overcome it by faith. May you be blessed by this soul teaching today. Never underestimate yourself. Never try to weigh yourself up. Or try to uh, measure yourself up with somebody who's maybe on a different level of faith. The main thing is. God didn't make any unworthy people. That cannot reach the throne of God. God allows you today. To enter that place in Him. And when we enter that place in Him, it is a step of faith. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Remember, confidence, consistency, and the last one, correction in your faith will enable you to be victorious. In your fight of the good faith. Amen.